Welcome to the With a Dog podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Carly. And I'm Izzy. We find answers to all your dog questions so you can get the most out of life with a dog. So your run this morning, was it like an actual, like it wasn't just with your running group? You said like you had a bit of on and stuff. So it was yeah. like a sponsored event. Was it allowed? Like how did they get around all of that? It was a um, private event through the run club. So you had to be a okay. member of the run club, um, which is how they got around it. Yeah. But Solomon sponsored it and we all got like a Solomon buff, which is cool. Who is also the um, the brand who do, they do, it's mainly like hiking stuff, but they've just gotten into road running gear. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cuckoo. Um, but yeah, it felt good. I mean, I'm definitely a lot slower than I was like four months ago. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is so my MO is I will start the run and be like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just not really going to race. I'm just going to like enjoy the run, treat it as like a recovery run. And then I'll get to the halfway point. And then my body's all warm and I'm feeling loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. And then I just start booking it towards the end. That's like totally how I am too. Like the first, it takes yeah. me like, I swear, it takes at least like two miles to get warmed yeah. up. Like, exactly. and then I'm like, okay, yeah, I enjoy this. But it's like that first, because I'm always cold. So it's like that first like half mile is me just being like, F this, I'm freezing, every, I'm cold. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, it's like, okay, now oh, I'm warm. I can, now I can do it. Yeah. I joke that I have to do a 5K before I race a 5K. <laughs> because otherwise, like I'll get to the end of it and be like, oh, okay, I'm ready to race now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like before my half marathon, I was in such a grumpy mood because it was supposed to be really warm. It was like a bank holiday weekend and it's supposed mm. to be really warm, but it's, it was Scotland. So it wasn't. And, um, the next day I was, and so it was like, I was like, okay, yes, I'm going to run through the sunshine in like a foreign country and all this. <laughs> it's going to be like, so cool. And then it just ended up being like, cause we ran along the water for part yeah. of it and so it was windy like as fuck. yeah it was like windy and cold and I mean it was fine once you got into it because it was like you'd rather it be cooler for like a long run but at the beginning I was like I only have my t-shirt like I didn't even <laughs> plaque a long sleeve like uh, I don't even know anyone I'm not doing it with anyone it was just me and Mike was like bye you know like I'll see you at have the fun. end <laughs> gonna go grab a beer <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like poor guy I was just like yeah such a little grump it's yeah I don't do well with the beginning portion and everyone's like the atmosphere is so good like really get you pumped and I'm like I want everyone to be quiet because they're being really loud and (laughs) it's upsetting me (laughs) (laughs) everyone's getting me out of motivation like I don't want to be exactly (laughs) and then like they're all like skinny and athletic and I'm just there like, oh, okay. I'm like pulling my leggings up really high to hide my rolls. And <laughs> <laughs> I watched your little Instagram story of your, of you like running. I didn't, I didn't have the sound on because I was like out and about, but that was yeah. me running. But I just, so it was just you running. And I was like, is this going to get a lot of followers after this? <laughs> she's got like, she's just looking all sexy running, just like in your little tank, just like. <laughs> Working up a little sweat. A little sweat. I was like dripping with bright red cheeks. Being like, so one day my lungs will catch up to my body because right now it hurts. Oh, <laughs> uh, running. It's fun. It is fun. You know, I really like it. So that's good. Yeah, I just don't yeah. like the beginning portion. I'm yeah. I'm really looking forward to this season though. I think I'm like I've gotten out of my little funk that I was in. I've like grieved over the London Marathon and I'm ready to like just get back on it. And I think it's all thanks to speaking of sauna. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of sauna. Speaking of sauna. Let's introduce our guest for today. Yeah. She is possibly one of the most inspirational people that I think we've spoken to, in my opinion, probably because I'm a runner, but... (laughs) Just the way she looks at life is just, mm-hmm. it's heartwarming. It is. Like, I co- i think I commented on that in the interview where I was like, like she described herself not by her career, but by her hobby, which is basically, she called herself like a mountain enthusiast. And I thought that was yeah. so cool because it's like, it's very inspirational the way that she leads her life with her dog by her side, you know, which is why we had her on. And then also just 
just like running in the mountains and just like doing what she loves and getting out yeah. in nature. Exactly. And I think she works kind of part-time in a bar or something just to like balance everything out. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. You would like have a job. That's like not really a passion just to like supplement, but the bulk of your time is, is done doing the things that you absolutely love. Yeah, no, exactly. She's also sponsored by my favorite brands. So, <laughs> so that may and have like, something to do with it. Slightly jelly. She gets picky bars all the time. What are, what are picky bars? So picky bars and picky oats are like, how do they describe it on their way on their website? It's like performance oats kind of mm-hmm. like it's packed with carbs, fruits, nuts, like just like everything you need. It's like jam packed of nutrition. And I used to get the, like the single serve packets. Um, and it's usually like two bowls of oatmeal for the regular human. So it's not, so it's not something you eat while you're running. It's like a pre-workout. The thing. oats are like pre-workout or okay. after, or you could have it post-workout, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then they have these like picky bars mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they're just amazing. They're just so good. <laughs> if you get your hands on them, you should definitely try them. Well, if anyone wants to try some, Sana, our guest, is sponsored and she probably has a code on her Instagram. So Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can use that code now, Izzy. Yes. Yeah, we'll get really famous on the podcast, and yeah, yeah, and hopefully you'll get sponsors too. Yeah, for, for all of your hiking. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. <clears throat> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sana. So she has cool sponsors. She does yes. like she has a cool way of living her life, and I really liked because um, I don't think this was in the interview. This is kind of like before we started. But she and I had this great conversation about how we both used to play water polo. And we were just talking about like California life because I'm from Northern California. She's from Southern California. But we were talking about like rainbow flip-flops. Oh my God. I'm so, I just got a new pair of rainbows and everyone in Seattle doesn't know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, guys, they're the best flip-flops in the world. And people, <laughs> people don't know. Um, so it was nice yeah. to talk to her. Yeah, because I have, I don't honestly know what water polo is. Or the rainbow flip-flops. <laughs> have so you never, stayed, like, seen... I silent. <laughs> <laughs> have you never, like, seen a game of water polo? Or, like, in the no. Olympics or something? <gasps> oh, my God. Is he... Oh, God. I didn't even grow up near the water. I grew up near the River Trent, which is gross, if anyone's been to Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, we usually didn't play in the river. But, yes. <laughs> but it was, like, <laughs> California vibes. <laughs> of yeah just water polo flip-flops swim team all all of that I mean if you grew up in California you didn't do at least one summer of swim team in your childhood like who even are you yeah did Um, you even come from California yeah Yeah, so that was cool uh Sana and I were able to bond over that and we were able to just talk running which of course Izzy's more of the runner than I am but it was just yeah it was very motivating she was very yeah you could tell she was very interested in what she did. And you, the best thing I think about her whole approach um, is her dog, Juniper, who's very cute. So she runs with Juniper and her whole approach to running with Juniper, I absolutely loved. Like I think running or any sport really, you can get really competitive with yourself with it and you can just be like, I'm going to hit this time today or I'm going to do this trail or whatever. But you can tell when she takes Juniper with her, it's all about having a good experience together rather yeah. than her individual run. Yeah. And I think she just puts Juniper first, which I mean, you definitely should. If you've got your dog with you, they should be priority, especially if you're going out in the mountains too. Um, but just everything she does prior, during, after, like her whole ethos is is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just love talking to her. I kind of want to just like, like she's the type of person you just want to be friends with. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to text her right now and be like, Hey, what are you doing today? Like, I just want to know about her life <laughs> hey, thinking all the about time. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, okay. We should probably just preface for the listeners who she is and what she does. So we're yes. not just like, it's a runner friend that we love. <laughs> so why don't you give her the intro, Izzy? Because I don't know the exact running. It'll be more impressive because you know exactly what you're talking about. So um, Sauna is an ultra runner. Um, so that's really fucking far for people who don't know running. <laughs> it's 
ultra far. It's really, it's really, really far. It's ultra far. Um, mainly on trails, but she's done a few road races, I think. She's done quite a lot, actually, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so for you runners out there, she's done the Orcas Islands Trail Marathon, Sun Mountain, Beacon Rock. Um, she's done the, um, quite a few quite a few races worldwide as well, like down in Guatemala, Costa Rica. Um, so she's just badass adventure lady. Yeah. Um, and she used to also, be a dog runner, like yeah, in her professional also, life. Yeah. She used to be a dog runner, which I didn't even know was a thing, but what a cool job. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just go about running with dogs. Um, so she does have like quite a lot of knowledge in just like teaching a dog how to run next to you and uh, what to look out for and everything like that in an urban area as well as in the mountains. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cover a lot of hiking, you know, how to hike with your dog, kind of the rules of the trail and all that. And then, you know, if you're in really high heat with your dog, what to do when that incurs and also like how to start running with your dog. If you are a beginner runner or if your dog is a beginner runner, kind of how to broach that together. So I think we covered a lot of really good topics. Yeah. And uh, she was also mentioned in a blog post on Chewy, which I thought was a really cute post. It's 11 dog-friendly date ideas for dog lovers and their pups. (laughs) And they are really sweet too. Um, So yeah, we'll include all of her details in the show notes for everyone. But for now, let's let's get to it. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. But we we do the whoops like every time. We need to slow our roll on the whoops, I think. (laughs) I love the whoops. (laughs) I know. I love the whoops too. And then I'm like, is that like, are we like trademarking this? Yeah, like, we are. <laughs> are we, we are. Is this going to be our new brand? It's not with a dog. It's, it's whoop whoop. <laughs> with a dog Wednesday whoops. With a whoop. With a whoop. Welcome officially to the podcast, Sana. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And if we could jump in and just have you tell us a little bit about or tell all the listeners about who you are, what you do, and about your dog. Cool. Well, I'm Sana Guadarrama. I am based out of Los Angeles, born and raised. I am, I would say, a full-time mountain enthusiast slash ultra runner, mountain runner, and part-time. Uh, I work at a bar slash um, uh, tourism. And uh, I run all the trails with my best friend, Juniper. She's my partner in crime. And yeah. I love that word mountain enthusiast or like that title that you've given yourself. I don't know how else to describe it. I just like to be outside, whether I'm running, hiking, uh, cycling, playing in the water. I love that. I think that's such a great Great way to describe yourself. I think a lot of times people just describe themselves about whatever their career position is. And then, you know, but they don't really describe themselves as as far as their interests and hobbies. Though I can say it looks like according to your Instagram, your your running is far more than a hobby. So if you could tell us a little bit more about your hiking and running that you do, like when you got started with it and how you became a mountain enthusiast. Absolutely. Um, I started running in high school just to stay in shape. I was a swimmer, water polo player. I grew up surfing, um, you know, being really close to the ocean, but also really close to the mountains. Uh, I started running to just stay healthy and to stay active. And my dad was diagnosed with uh, a form of leukemia when I was in college or right after college. And he had trained with team and training to fundraise for cancer before he was diagnosed. And so I decided it would be really fun to do the same thing in honor of him um, after he uh, got healthy again. And so I fundraised and ran a marathon. And I would just like to say I have never ran a marathon since then. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it's I did run a trail marathon, but dang, they are really hard on the body. They are rough. Yeah. Rough. (laughs) Juniper Juniper says that a lot. (laughs) That's lovely though. That's such a great kind of inspiring story that how you got into it. Yeah. My dad tells me every day still, he says, oh, I blame myself for how insane you've gotten with your mountain (laughs) adventures. I think that's also a compliment to him. (laughs) Yeah. He, he takes it that way. He's, he's extremely happy with 
the approach I've gone. Good. He should be. If not, he'd be a little bit crazy himself. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And so tell us about when you got Juniper and you started running with her. How was that journey for you? Well, I got Juniper. She's about, she turned six in February. She was, she, I had seen her on Instagram. She was a friend of a friend, had found her on the side of the freeway, just running around. And she was a few weeks old. And it was just, you know, that feeling when you feel a little bit lost and you kind of feel like you're missing something in your life. Yeah. I met, I met Juniper and it was love at first sight. It was just, this is, this is, this will be my, the love of my life for, for forever. And is she a, is she an Australian shepherd? Um, Some kind of mix? They said she was, when I adopted her, they said she's like a husky Akita mix. Oh, maybe dingo. Um, <laughs> but I haven't gotten her DNA tested, her blood work done. Um, I just know they're going to say she's, you know, 100% angel. So <laughs> why waste my money? <laughs> exactly. And I think sometimes it's just to get the curiosity out of the way. But then afterwards, you're like, okay. Yeah. yeah that doesn't have any effect on, on my life. Yeah, I think it makes sense to get the DNA test, like one, if you're curious, but also I think it makes a lot of sense when they're younger, because then you can maybe define why some of their behaviors oh, absolutely. are. Yeah, but she's six. You've had her for six years. So mm-hmm. she like is who you, she is. Yeah, <laughs> figured her out already, it sounds like. So absolutely. how did you start running with her? Like, did she want to run right off the bat or... Well, before I changed her name to Juniper, her name was Wild Thing. Oh my Not gosh. Wild Thing, but Wild Thing, because <laughs> she was a ball of energy. And at the time, my prof- my professional was I was a dog runner in LA. And so it kind of gave me an idea of, you know, how far dogs should go, when to start increasing their mileage, what kind of um, food to help with their their um transition into more mileage and and hotter terrain and and whatnot and so i kind of used that knowledge with juniper and waited a while before we started exercising a bunch but she was so energetic that we would go for a hike i lived right in hollywood at the time i lived there for about 10 years right next to griffith park where the hollywood sign is so i would take her just on a mile hike and we would increase it every like few weeks after she was, uh, I think she was about seven months old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but still I take her to the dog park and it's like, she would run circles and circles and circles and circles. <laughs> that would be like miles. She was, she was wild, um, <laughs> but it was the only way to calm her down. She was such a good dog once that energy was released. And that's what I learned with a lot of the dogs that I ran is that a lot of people in LA want these beautiful huskies and wolf looking dogs, but they also have full-time jobs and whether they're in entertainment or they're working hospitals, but they're working, you know, 16 hour days and they can't exercise these beautiful dogs that they really wanted. Mm -hmm. So they start acting out. And I promised myself I would never let that happen to Juniper. I always wanted her to feel like she could have that release and get her energy out and kind of just like her stoke. She was so happy. And I think that's, I think that's so true for a lot of people who are looking for a dog. They don't necessarily think about what dog would suit their current lifestyle and how much time they have as well. I mean, even with Arthur, he only has little legs, but he can, he's, he's so cute. He's just sleeping next to me. He's such a good boy. Um, when he wants to be, but when we first got him, you know, we were like, oh, okay, like he is going to need a lot more exercise than we initially thought he was going to do. And we had to adapt and and do it that way. I could only imagine if he had longer legs, what would happen? The havoc he would wreak, the craziness. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't couldn't even imagine. And we, we me and Kali have both, both worked in shelters and, you know, we always see the destructive husky who comes along and, you know, people yeah. are just like, cannot deal with that it's like it breaks my heart it's so tough we're gonna end up going on this whole narrative about dogs that need more exercise but (laughs) (laughs) so 
running the dogs in in LA, how how did you go about that? Like, how did you become a dog runner? And I guess, what did you learn about running dogs? You know, are there any, you know, top tips you have for people as far as, as if they want to be a dog runner, or maybe they just want to run regularly with their dog? I, I began running other people's dogs because of my love for dogs. So I, I would reach out to my friends who were out of town or, you know, just work long hours and say, Hey, I'm going to go to this trail. Can I take your dog? (laughs) Can I borrow your dog? (laughs) Um, so eventually after a few months of that, um, a friend of mine who I knew from the ultra running community reached out to me saying that he had a dog, he's starting a dog running business. And if I wanted to be his first employee, uh, one of the first employees. And so that's when I began running other people's dogs. It was in the LA area and relatively close. I would say like my main tip, if you're running other people's dogs is to keep them close because you don't know dogs, different dogs, personalities and how other people affect them, whether it be the mailman or cars or skateboarders or cyclists, always keep them close. Or if you adopt a new dog, keep them close until, you know, a few weeks of running them and you kind of gain the knowledge of how they react towards other people. So keep them on a short leash. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's really great advice. I think people are like, just immediately like, they're gonna run with me and it'll be great. And I mean, I just recently got another dog and he we've been running with him because he's younger, our other dogs quite older, and he's, he doesn't run with us anymore. And so we've been running with our younger one, if we let him off leash, or even just gave him more slack, he would be he would see a squirrel across the street and just be like, see ya. And he also loves cars. He loves, yeah. like he wants to jump in them as they pass by. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> and so it's like, if you, if you don't have that knowledge beforehand, then that could, you know, it could be sticky. Really, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Well, speaking of on leash, off leash, how do you, how do you train a dog to run off leash with you? Like, or is, is it different? I feel like every dog is different. It's a different scenario, different cases, whatever. They, however, they react to certain things. Um, with Juniper, she was very food motivated. And she, I think she has a little bit of separation anxiety. So even when she was younger and I left her, I let her off leash or, or sometimes her collar was a little too big and her head was smaller. So like, Sometimes her her collar would come off her head and she wouldn't go too far because she didn't want to get separated from me. So that right there was a great beginning to right. off-leash training. Yeah. Um, but for her having a little bag of treats in my my pack or in my in my hand, she will not leave my side. She will just run right alongside of me. She's just very food motivated. Um, and that helps. So I think for other people to find what motivates your dog to, you know, come closer or, or stay next to you, whether it be like positive affirmations or positive words, um, treats, or maybe a toy that they like a squeaky toy to make sure that they come back or they're next to you. Positive affirmations. You are beautiful. Yeah. You are beautiful. <laughs> Don't let anyone change you. all the time. <laughs> You're a good girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just keeps smiling. That's one of the reasons she she smiles so hard in some of the pictures is that I just give her so many positive affirmations and she just eats it up. She's like, yes, I'm I'm the best girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. She has such a great smile too. Such a big, big mouth. Just all, all smile. <laughs> she does. She's adorable. And so when, when you're out running, whether it's in the city or in the mountains, are there specific laws? I know it's probably local laws, but laws to say when a dog can be on leash and when can they be off leash? There are, you can look up on most, most like trail, like all trails, the app, all trails or REI project has an app as well for local trails in your area, whether your dog needs to be on leash or if the trails don't allow dogs, period. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, state parks too, and obviously national um, uh, parks don't allow dogs, but you just just look it up and um, some specific trails, you do have to keep a six feet, at least a six feet or at 
at most um, six feet leash for your dog. And then mm-hmm. there are places that will say dogs need to be on leash in caps, campsites and designated trails, but say you're scrambling or you're off trail, then your dog can be off leash. Okay. That's good to know. Good to know. And I guess going along like that squirrel theme, a question just popped into my head. Has Juniper ever been off leash and you've encountered some wildlife and what have you done in that situation? Um, well, yeah, how do you make sure she doesn't like dive (laughs) off of a mountain or something facing a squirrel? That would be my fear. (laughs) Yeah, there was, um, this trail we actually just did a few days ago, Bald, Bald Peak, Bald Mountain in Utah. And it's about, let's see, 2.7 round trip, um, round trip. So, um, less than a mile and a half to the peak with about 1500 in gain. So it's, it's pretty steep, but there was snow, like snow cornices and Juniper loves the snow. And so normally I'll let her off leash if she's, she's right by me. And I just knew that she would want to play in the snow. And I held onto her so tight. I was so scared. And then there was a scramble. We have encountered, she's, she's chased deer. She's chased squirrels. Um, but again, she doesn't go, she doesn't go very far and she uh, comes back immediately. There was a, a time when she was really, really young. I think she was about a year and a half or two years. We were on, um, it wasn't a trail, it was the backside of a mountain, just kind of scrambling, um, taking photos with my friend and his dogs. And she saw a cub and chased the cub just not, not too far. Um, but the second I screamed for her to come back, she came back and we just completely left because once you see a cub, the mama bear is not too far away. Mm, so that must have been so scary. It was so scary. And she has a um a retractable leash in mm-hmm. her collar. So after that, I she didn't go off leash for I, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> oh my God, that would be so scary. I don't know what yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Do. No. I don't know what Lupin or Ali would do if they. I yeah. think Arthur would try and square up to the bear. <laughs> Honestly, I could see, see him yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah, like who do you think you are? This is actually my cave. Yeah, my food. Drag <laughs> oh. on. That's there. probably what you'd do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of hiking and being on the trails, is there anything that you do specifically to make sure? Like, is there any etiquette, I guess, that you do to make sure that Juniper, like, I guess the question I'm getting at is I always feel really guilty when I'm walking along a path and it, or hiking or whatever, and Lupin is taking up like too much space. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. And I'm like pulling him to the side and stuff. I guess, is there anything that you make sure you do every time you go out that, that like makes it a good experience? What's the etiquette on the trail when you have a dog? Yeah, that, that's, that's it. (laughs) Or it's like, yeah, if there's anything specific that you do, I guess. Yeah. I have, so she has the the leash on her collar. Um, and that's for if she's, usually when she's tired, she runs right next to me. And so I just let it go. But if there's, if I see other people, I, I just pull it right back up because she's right next to me either, either way. Or sometimes she'll be like right behind me. But she's really good about stepping off to the side of the trail I don't know how it happened because I didn't train her (laughs) to do that. But when she, when other people come, she's really good about just being to the side. She's good with cyclists, cars. I'll be like, Juniper, come. And she'll just go to the side. But I do carry, other than her leash and her collar, I carry a longer leash just in case. I've gotten yelled at for, you can't really see the leash because it's pretty thin. I've gotten yelled at from people who are really scared of dogs um, mm. to put her on a leash. And even though she's on a leash, it just makes people feel better to see a thicker leash, I guess. Um, yeah. I've well, also gotten, yeah. Yeah. I've also gotten yelled at to control my dog while she was standing right next to me. So it's, it's hard because I want her to have a good time, but I also want the people that are outside to have a good time too. So if people are afraid of dogs, then I'll just step off and have Juniper sit as they pass. Mm-hmm. So to show that she's well-trained and she won't attack you or anything. Yeah. 
No, that's that's exactly what I was wondering is because um, Lupin's a quite a large dog and he's he doesn't look scary in any way because he's like dopey and old now. But in mm-hmm. his younger days, people were a little bit more scared of him. And I think that's something that people always need to be really conscious of, whether you have a big dog or small or anything. People are scared of dogs in, sometimes. And it's just like yeah. if you as a dog mom or dad could just do anything to make it just show that your dog is friendly and they're behaving and they have good like trail etiquette, then I think that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. And being aware like when you're running with her, I'm assuming you're not like we have to make a specific time and you know, like you're giving yourself the space to like step off if needed or, or relax or she needs a break. I'll take a break. That kind of thing. Oh yes, definitely. To, to be honest, I try to avoid lately. I've been trying to avoid, um, busy trails only because with the COVID situation, a lot of people have a lot of free time and they go outside and they want to start hiking or start running. Um, and I want Juniper to have a good time. I want to have a good time and I want the other people to have a good time. So I, I just go either really, really early or I specifically go to trails that aren't popular, but it's just for everybody. You know, you, you want to have a good time, but you want to respect everybody else's uh, space and boundaries. Yeah. And so I guess this, this might be for people who want to start on trails, but I get, I think most people start running just kind of around their neighborhood. What advice would you give for someone who's a beginner runner and a beginner runner with a dog? Um, I would recommend maybe starting to do like interval running. So you have your dog with you. That's if you're starting to run, that's one aspect. And then you're adding another um, by having your dog. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult. So I would do more of an interval, you know, say you're, you run three minutes, you walk one minute, um, and you can kind of get used to how you run yourself, but also how to run with a dog, maybe even finding a, a leash that has a little bit more give, uh, like a bungee leash, just so it doesn't affect you as much, you know, <laughs> whether it's pulling or they stop to pee and you're still running, you know, so it mm-hmm. doesn't, so you don't pull on the dog as much and you guys both can have a good time, but I would just start slowly and have a lot of patience because dogs like to sniff and dogs like to pee and dogs like to poop. So don't have high expectations, just kind of go with the flow because you both want to have a good time. Yeah. And speaking of poop, we were talking about this um, this week. <laughs> yeah. Carly has a question about this. I'll let you, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you ask this one. <laughs> okay. So in one of our previous episodes, I was complaining because Albie is our younger dog that I run with. And he always, always poops like in the middle of our run, as soon as there's no trash cans around. Like we'll be running <laughs> on a street that's like has a bunch of bins and it's fine. And then as soon as we go onto the next street, there aren't any. And he's like, now's the time. So I pick it up because we are in like a more of a residential area and then I have to run with it. And I'm like, that's not happening. So I just walk home. And so I guess what equipment do you recommend (laughs) one for, for running with the dog just in general, because I've been just like tying his leash around my waist and that's not working very well. Could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, wear has a really great, uh, waist belt leash system. Um, at first I didn't really like it because it kind of like moves up and down your waist. Um, but the more I run with it, the better I can gauge like how tight I want it, how loose I want it. So you loop it around your waist and it's longer. Um, my only, uh, negative thing I have to say about the one I got doesn't have like a little bungee system to it. So it's just like a, a, a regular leash, but I think they do offer a bungee leash waist situation and then they have the collars as well um that's i mean it's excellent but you can also get any kind of waist belt leash on amazon i think there's several different companies but roughwear is just one that i've i've had for a while that you know okay yeah roughwear or a belt of some kind a running belt Mm -hmm. and then a bungee leash and then on the hikes do you do like I've seen those kind of like doggy saddlebag kind of things on the dog, like a little hiking backpack for the dog. Yeah. Would you recommend those or no? 
You face the same. Kind of. Yeah. It's up to you. (laughs) That's your answer. (laughs) Yeah. So Juniper does have a running pack and I only really use it on our really, really long runs where I need to carry extra water where I don't. So I'll have like a two liter, one and a half liter bladder plus bottles. And then she would have two bottles in her backpack. So she has ran a few 50 Ks with me. So the way she drinks water is through my hydration vest. I just squirt it in her mouth and she drinks it. So what I do is I use the water from her pack and I put it into my pack. So she's just carrying a little bit extra weight. But the only the only thing I don't like about it is that she's carrying extra weight. So mm-hmm. 50K is a lot. And I'd rather her not have extra weight. Yeah. If you know what I mean. But if yeah. you're just hiking in the mountains, that's great. I just usually carry everything because it's easier. I don't want to have to bend over, unzip it, take the water out, give it to her because you have to have the same weight on each side. So if you give her water from one mm-hmm. side, then you have to switch to the other side to give her a little bit of water. And if it's uneven, then it starts to sag on one side and it'll chafe underneath their armpits a little bit. That's just what I, I find. That's so. No, that's a really good point because I was thinking yeah. of getting Albie a pack so he could carry his own poop back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done that as well. I've also, uh, I carry um, just poop bags, period, on all my runs. Um but I occasionally will walk her first before we go on a run just to, so she can poop and pee. And then we'll have almost a, a solid run without her stopping. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's nice. That's been <laughs> super helpful. <laughs> but I, I just hold the poop bag until, especially when we're on the streets, I'll hold the poop bag until we pass the trash can. Yeah. Well, yeah it, I'm just so used like, to it. Yeah. It, well, it sounds like you also have a pack a lot of the times when you run. Cause that's what mm-hmm. usually I'm just like walking out the door and, and I don't have anything besides like I have treats in one of my pockets of my leggings and my phone and like poop bags and that's it. And I just go. And so maybe I need to start running with some kind of backpack or something then. So if your pack, what do you carry with you at all times for Juniper and for you, I guess for running and what kind of pack is it that you like or that you prefer? Um, I wear usually. Uh, just like a Solomon hydration vest. It's either, I usually wear the bigger pack. So like a 12 liter, eight liter, just because I can fit more water, especially during summer months, times right now when it's really hot. I mean, we started running at 530 this morning. And by the time we finished, it was already like 75 or 79 or something. And that's pretty warm for a dog. I mean, you're Mm -hmm. They're wearing yeah. their coats, you know. Yeah. Um, so I carry a lot of extra water just in case and treats. She knows that I always have treats in my backpack. And it's it was funny because my friend I was running with today was wearing the same color, the same exact hydration vest. And he and she went up to him, like, Where's where's my treats? You know, <laughs> this this yellow, this uh backpack you're wearing. There's treats in there, right? <laughs> so I always carry extra treats um, just in case. I mean, just, you know, because we're going far anyways. But yeah. also if, if I need to make sure that she's by me, I keep a treat in my hand um, just to motivate her to stick by me all the time. Okay. Those yeah. are good. Good tips. Thank and you. And poop bags all yeah. the time. All the time. Poop even, bags. even when she's not with me, I always find poop bags in my backpack. <laughs> yep dog mom life that's what i was just in our intro in one of the previous episodes when i was going on my rant about poop bags it was that's how it got started was that i found one in my pocket and i was like why am i crinkling um so speaking of the heat you is there anything additional that you do like you kind of said you bring extra water is there anything additional that you do to help um juniper cool off after a run or during or anything like that? Um, yes. So before I even start start a run, whether it be on trail or on the road, a good way of knowing how hot it is for dogs or knowing if it's too hot is putting the back of your hand on the floor and feeling the heat. And if it's hot on your hand, it's going to be hot in their paws and they shouldn't be running. So um, that's a good a good thing 
Um, there's times that I wanted to walk Juniper and it would already be too hot. So I just let her out in the yard because I can even see her like paw paws. I kind of, she doesn't want to stay on the ground very, very long. Um, so I, I check that I check on the trail. Um, and during the summertime, I try to plan all of our runs with, if I'm running with her, they need to have water. So she can generally run in some heat as long as there's water, like creeks and things that she can lay in. There's Mm -hmm. a really nice um, run in Altadena area that we do and we cross like the creek like 12 times. I don't know. It's it's maybe not that many times, but it feels like (laughs) a lot because I have to jump on the rocks and she just runs Uh into the water and she loves it. Um, And then after, after runs, just lots of water. Um, and then I feed her. So she gets nutrition right away to her body, her sore muscles. Yeah. And earlier in the interview, you were saying that there's, um, like a different nutrition that is available, I guess, for, for runners who they might help, you know, as you said, muscle soreness or, you know, endurance is because with humans, when you're running long distance, that's quite a Mm -hmm. whole different ball game of nutrition. Is it the same for dogs as well? It's, it's different for humans. You need, for us, you need like electrolytes and salt and, and for dogs, there's not the way they cool down is through panting. So they, they don't feel, you know, the, the breeze or, I mean, they feel the breeze, but it doesn't really cool them down. Um, but for their, for their body and their nutrition, um, they can't, I mean, they can, but their, their health won't be as beneficial for them when they're running. If they're just eating dry food, they need a higher, higher fat, higher uh, nutrient dense based food. So you can have the, the kibble, but I also give her, I used to do a um, dehydrated food from Honest Kitchen. They had really great, like green beans are so good for dogs, green beans. So um, at first she was, I did like a vegan diet with her and she just ate a lot of vegetables. And then I incorporated a little, a little bit of, a little bit more meat-based um, mm-hmm. and high, because they need high fat diet when they're running such a excessive amount of miles, I guess. Yeah. So coconut oil, a little bit of coconut oil because she sheds a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Um, a little bit of CBD oil for dogs, mm-hmm. specifically right. for dogs, um, because there's the dosage is so different between humans and dogs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it took a lot of learning processes and mm-hmm. process because she had such a sensitive stomach when she was a, a puppy um, mm. a lot of spurts of, uh, constant diarrhea. So mm. I think for the most part, she honest kitchen now has like these boxed, um, boxed meals basically that are good for humans, but they're for dogs. And she literally dances when I, when I get it out, oh. she's so <laughs> excited and I mix it with her dry food as well, but it's basically like veggies, um, sometimes brown rice or quinoa, And it's just so good for them. Just having that like whole food based uh, diet. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. She crushes mountains faster than me. So it's working. Whatever I'm doing. You got to feed her like the athlete that she is. Exactly. I used to, um, when I had a little bit more time, I would prepare my food. So like quinoa or brown rice with tons of veggies. And when I went to the vet, they're like, you don't even need to cook her food. You could just puree it blend it oh. and give it to her but she she likes it a little bit more cooked um <laughs> a little bit of chew. It just adds yeah it adds the chew and the flavor um but you just can't use like spices or mm. too much too much spices yeah for dogs you know so i would eat it i would spice <laughs> them and not spice hers <laughs> <laughs> and so you worked with your vet um a little bit on the nutrition thing was that just through like routine blood work or just like an annual checkup just to see how she's been getting on yeah it was uh just a conversation we had during her annual checkup Mm. i think she was like two years old she was just mentioning her muscles (laughs) and um i was just like yeah she she runs a lot and she was just like oh if if that's the case if she's running a lot make sure you're giving her 
she was asking me about the diet and she was like, mm. here's a few tips, blah, 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 blah. So, well, that's okay. good because I think a lot of people, um, you know, may not know that you need to increase the fat. I mean, I think for humans too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you. If I run a lot, I need lots of fat. I feel like just nutrition period. If you, yeah. if you start exercising more, you can eat more. You, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> But you need more like nutrient dense food, not just like you can't just eat like macaroni and cheese every single day, even though I did try for a while. (laughs) You can't just have like a white bread bagel and be like, I'm sad. Yeah. Like, no, you need if you're going to be working out to that level, then you need to be wise. Yeah. Food is fuel. That's how you should look at it. Not just for yourself, but for your your animals as well. Yeah. And has um has Juniper ever been injured in the time that you've had her, um, like while you've been running or anything like that? And how have you navigated those situations? Um, she she had like paw soreness when she was young. Um, I we went on a trail run with a friend, and this was when I didn't know the distance of a certain trail, like I hadn't been out. I was never, I hadn't been exposed to it and it was a little bit longer than we had anticipated. So she was a little sore just because we're running on rocks and her paws weren't adapted to that amount of mileage yet. And she was fine during the run, but afterwards the next day she was like, her paws were sore. Like when she was walking, she was walking a little bit slower. So I, we took the week off. I didn't, I didn't run her at all until she was walking without Mm. you know any mm-hmm. issue yeah. and she was like energetic like crazy and then <laughs> I would run her again but other than that she had like a, a nail one of her nails fell off but just like a, yeah just like yeah. any runner yeah <laughs> some kind of nails <laughs> right? <can> fall off. <laughs> that's true I never thought of it that way <laughs> mine definitely have <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point yet but my little pinky toes, disgusting fact for everyone. I basically don't have a nail on my pinky toes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, that I get a pass because I already have two little pinkies without nails. You're just you're <laughs> genetically modified already, Izzy, to do lots of running. <laughs> there you go. I'll hurt less. <laughs> um awesome. Well, it sounds like you take such great care of Juniper, Sana, and that in your running, I really like the the approach that you're taking with her, basically, as far as sounds like if you're going to run with your dog, they need to be the priority. So you need to stop when they need to stop. You need to yeah. fuel them appropriately and make sure they have all of their needs taken care of. It's not just about making a certain time for a run mm-hmm. or going on this hike because you want to or something. It's really, you know, like a combination of, of the both of you. And I really like that. Absolutely. There's sometimes I need to practice my patience as well um, with her. And that's why I think I've incorporated more walks before our runs. Um, And to add during the summer uh, when she can't go on long runs anymore because it's just too hot. She'd get overheated way too easily. I do Mm -hmm. take her out on her own, like either really early in the morning or late at night, um, just so she can get energy out as well. Yeah, I bet she gets so mad when she sees you leaving oh, with your running shoes. Guys. Oh, like, what why, why are coming? <laughs> you're putting what your pack on and she's like, wait, what? You're taking my <laughs> treats away? Like, I'm supposed to go with you. Oh. <laughs> my treats, yeah. She Poor girl. The sad eyes, those eyes. Oh, that's yeah. good. You're being a good mom. You're being a good dog <laughs> mom and taking care of her and not taking her with you in, in the hot summer so not giving in yeah it's appropriate yeah (laughs) well I think those were all of our questions for you Sonnet did you have any more Izzy that you can Uh, think of I guess I do just have one more I guess um so just like humans maybe um like we do a hard workout and we're sore the next day um and then like we may want to take a little respite is that the same with dogs like do you notice after like a very big hike that she's either sore or she's just a little bit more laid back the following day and you think oh I should probably just like take it down a notch and then bring it back up a little bit later on yeah she does she definitely has her rest days whether we have you know a long day sometimes it's a it could be a shorter run it's just a little bit maybe unpredicted 
uh, mm. heat. Um, and she'll have a rest day or I mean, her and I will have a rest day, yeah. but yeah, sometimes she does, she'll sleep more. Um, but I, I try to listen to those signals. If she's not running around or so excited to get out the door with me, then she won't go on another run. Um, yeah. but she generally after a long run, she won't run for a few days. That's good to know. Cause I think a lot of people, they push themselves and I think they would mm-hmm. want to push their dog too. Cause they're like, hey, I can run, you know, this many miles and I want my dog to run this many miles and yeah. Yeah. Not really listen to those. That's good to know. Sleeping more, not excited to jump out the door. Mm-hmm. Watch out for those. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She'll, if she wants to come, she'll follow me to the door. And if she's too tired, she'll be like, Bye, mom. I'm staying home. (laughs) (laughs) You're on your own. (laughs) Yeah. Good for her that she can like regulate herself in that way. She knows. Yeah. She's a seasoned athlete. She's like, my body needs to recover. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, to be honest, like after runs, I do give her like a little puppy massage. Oh, you know what? I think (laughs) Izzy and I want someone to come on who, who does like dog massages, dog acupuncture and, and CBD oil, things like that. Cause I, I think that would be so cool for those dogs, especially in the Pacific Northwest that are hiking all the time with their owners and really athletic or the older dogs, like my guy, you know, like a little, a little massage technique for him. Yeah. And it's, for them, it doesn't take too much like pressure. You just kind of like rub their muscles and she stretches her arms. She's like, that's that spot right there. Oh, so. <laughs> so cute. So cute. She seems so like sweet. she likes it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I think that is, I think that's all we got. Yeah. Cool. I think we can call it a wrap. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sana. This was really yeah. interesting. And it was really awesome hearing your story and hearing all of your great tips for ultra running with your dog. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. And feel free for anybody to, I get a lot of questions on whether it be Facebook or Instagram or just my personal website, people reaching out and asking questions and just getting some some tips. And I'm always open to share whatever I have. That's great. And where can people find you if they want to ask you any questions? I am Sana on Instagram. I don't know how I how I got that got my name on Instagram, but it's a unique <laughs> name. It's it's pretty. Yeah. I got it before I guess any other saunas came on Instagram, but it's just sauna, S-A-W-N-A. And my Facebook is Sauna Guadarama. You can find me um, probably with a picture of Juniper. And my website is witheverymile.com. Perfect. That was great. All right. Well, check out sauna, everyone, if um, you want to learn more or just see her beautiful photos running with Juniper. All right. Well... Well, Let's thank call you it a so day much. Then. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks so guys. much. It was so nice speaking to you. All yeah, right. We'll take care, Sana. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy the rest Bye, of your trip. Bye. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram at With a Dog Podcast. We have a great Facebook community called With a Dog Paparazzi. If you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe, give us a five star review, and share it with your friends and family. All content on With A Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer or behaviorist.